Former Patriots coach Bill Belichick is unarguably one of the greatest coaches of all time, and this might sound crazy, but I do not want him to be the next Chargers coach. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listener. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Daniel, it has been a crazy coaching carousel with just just some amazing coaches either getting fired or retiring like Nick Saban in the college ranks. And then most recently, Bill Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. And honestly, I respect Bill Belichick for all his accomplishments, but I am not interested in him being the next head coach of the Chargers. For me, it's still Jim Harbaugh, number one, but... I do have a number two option that I think some people will probably be a little surprised at. Uh, And then the latest thing that came out is Ryan Ficken had an interview request, but the Chargers went ahead and blocked that request. Ryan Ficken is staying with the Chargers. Which is great news, right? Because, I mean, obviously from the outside looking in, we all wanted to keep him. You don't want to necessarily force him on a new coach, but I don't know how a new coach wouldn't at least consider keeping him with him turning the charge in one of the best special teams units in the NFL. But we have a lot to get into. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. David, it's, it feels crazy to me thinking that I don't want Bill Belichick, right? Like, I just name value-wise, you're not going to find a bigger one. You're not going to have a, a name that big that ends up in a coaching search in any given year, right? And it feels like... Throughout the league, the interest has been kind of lukewarm, according to the reports. But for me, whatever it is, I don't want him. And it sounds crazy. And like it also feels like the Chargers would be idiotic to not consider him because he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But when I think about what the success rate has been without Tom Brady, which has been terrible, right? How he's handled their young quarterback situation and the weapons they put around him. I just don't think I would want to sign up for the second oldest coach before he was fired in the league to take care of Justin Herbert in these super important years coming up. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I mean, I have tremendous respect for what Bill Belichick has done in his coaching career. I mean, it is truly legendary i mean 333 and 178 record including the playoffs uh i mean he's just simply one of the most successful head coaches in nfl history but i don't like the way he puts staffs together especially offensively i i think he doesn't really prioritize offense very much he's very much a defense and special teams type of coach which obviously those things are extremely important and he could still put together one heck of a game plan but i think that the honestly the offensive way the nfl is going it has kind of changed and i don't believe that bill belichick has changed or adjust adjusted with it yeah i mean i think there is a good argument to say hey the nfl has passed him by like the dictatorship type of a role at the top of an organization 
doesn't really exist. And I think one of the hardest things to do in all of football and something that almost no one does correctly is taking on full-blown general managership and also being the head coach. It can't be done almost, right? Yeah. Like even Jim Harbaugh, yeah, you want to give him power, right? But if they're saying, hey, he's GM and head coach, that's a different story. And that's what Bill Belichick was in yeah. New England. And I think as damning as the coaching part of it is, like I still think the dude is an incredible coach. I still think oh, he yeah. can coach. The problem is, is I don't think you get him, you know, especially if you're getting into it with other teams and it becomes, you know, a race to Bill Belichick. Like you're not getting him without giving up that ultimate power. And the problem is, is it's not even to me about like, okay, like, don't give him that much power if he was good with the power. The problem is I don't believe in the rosters that he's built. Like, I think you've seen since Tom Brady has left, the roster that he has has absolutely crumbled, right? The other thing is, is like, he's 71 years old. Yeah. Like, are we looking at a two-year plan so he can get the most wins in NFL history and then it's out? I'm kind of looking yeah. for something a little bit more stable than that, especially when the potential backup or succession plan could be Josh McDaniels in a couple years. Like, yeah, I don't want to sign up for that, and I just don't think he's really ever been that great of a GM. I think he's a great defensive guy, a great <laughs> defensive play caller, all of those things. But to me... I don't like the fit with the Chargers, and it, it focuses mainly around Justin Herbert because he's been awful at adding skill position players around Mac Jones. I mean, their leading receiver exactly. this year was Demario Douglas, who was a rookie. Second who? best receiver is Devontae Parker. It, it's incredibly frustrating to watch that, and I think you could say, okay, well, hey, he's had Mac Jones, he's had Bailey Zappi, but like Mac Jones wasn't that terrible as a rookie, and then he brought in Matt Patricia, and that's like one of the biggest red flags to me, and not only that, According to the Boston Herald, he wanted to bring Matt Patricia back in 2023 after seeing what a disaster it was. You also have, you know, him hiring his son as part of the coaching staff too, a little nepotism here and there too. But like, I think the Chargers can do better than the Wes Welkers and the Julian Edelmans as number one receivers that Tom Brady obviously elevated to oh, great yeah. heights. I think that when you look at the weapons he surrounded even Tom Brady with, right? Outside of Rob Gronkowski in like one year of Randy Moss. Felt like he got lucky. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is it felt like Tom Brady was absolutely maximizing. Oh, definitely. Right? Exactly yeah. what he had. And now, the other thing to me is like, it feels like Tom Brady really elevated at least the status of all the offensive coaches around him because all of oh, them yeah. went out to fail. Like Bill O'Brien yeah. failed. Josh McDaniels failed. Charlie Weiss, go through the list. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of that was because people were hiring the guy that's next to the guy. And the guy was Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time. So I just don't yeah. think I'm ready to put Justin Herbert through a year of Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator or whatever he thinks at this age, plus the roster and the offensive weapons that Bill Belichick wants to put around him. You know what? Honestly, one of the funniest things that I've seen every single draft year for probably the last six or seven years is the Patriots draft. Yeah. All of their drafts have been insane. They have overdrafted players. I remember, I think a year or two or two years ago, they drafted two tight ends in like the first three rounds that had like sixth and seventh round grades on them. Yeah. Nobody in, like anywhere was th like having these guys anywhere close to where the Patriots drafted them. And like that, there's just head scratching Pick well, and then he went out and signed uh, like Hunter Henry, and then also went and signed uh, another guy. Like two, bi the two biggest yeah, two names big, in yeah, free agency. Is it Johnny Smith or yeah? It was Johnny Smith. It was Johnny yeah. Smith and Hunter Henry. But that was his plan, right? Like I'm just going right. to go get two big tight ends, right, to help Mac Jones develop, kind of thing. Like, and that did not happen whatsoever. And I mean, also an article came out from the Athletics, Chad Graff, who basically said that he's stuck in his ways. 
He has his favorites and he's very militant in nature. You know, he gives out orders. He's not really a coach that likes to collaborate with players that likes to, you know, involve them in the process. It's more my way or the highway. And in this day's NFL, I just don't think that that works that well anymore. I think to an extent, because I do think there's pros extent, of yeah. bringing him in, right? Like he sure. has the pedigree to come in and hold players accountable no and help change a culture that desperately needs it. That's the thing is like, I don't think Bill Belichick's a good coach, but you're also like, isn't a good coach, but like, yeah. it's just at this time, like I do agree with like, Hey, the NFL's not really run like that. The players don't really respond to that as well. And you can, that's a whole different argument for a different right. time. Right. But like he is an excellent defensive coach that I believe could oh, yeah. come in and fix the Chargers defense. And I think that would be a great help. Right. I just don't know if that outweighs the impediment of what I think he would do stunting Justin Herbert's growth. And I think, yeah, that's yeah, the most there, important thing. If there's an option to have him as just a coach and not a general manager, maybe. But I do think, hey, he had a part in making Tom Brady the go. Of course he yep. did, right? Has a pedigree to hold players accountable, can change the culture. Great defensive coach. I just think the Chargers can do better than probably a Bill Belichick that's past his prime. I'm with you. I mean, obviously, Bill Belichick is one of the great game planners of our time and is a guy that you know is going to take what you do best away from you. He's going to yeah. take your number one player away. He's going to take your number one attack away, and he's going to make you try to beat him a different way. He is excellent at that, and we saw that every single time the Chargers and Patriots locked up against each other, and it was a very frustrating day. Like It never was a pleasant experience watching the Chargers and Patriots, ever. Even like, this and that year, was, with their worst team, it was a 6-0. Even game, this man. year, it was 6-0. to zero. It's just really, really ugly because Bill Belichick is that good. He really does truly understand defenses. I just don't like him as the kind of totalitarian style yeah. leader that he was with the Patriots. It's just not going to work with the Chargers. And the thing is, it's not like he's my last option or anything. I just right. think the Chargers is not the direction I would go. I, I would take Harbaugh, obviously, Same. as my number one and several guys before I would get down to Bill Belichick. Because yeah. I do think it is a big risk. But if it's not Harbaugh... We do have our number two option. Me and David both decided on the same guy we would want. Is it Mike Vrabel? Is it Ben Johnson? Is it Dan Quinn or someone like that? We're going to get into all that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about the Game Time app, though, because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. And just because the Chargers season's over doesn't mean you can't stop going out and going to concerts and things like that. I know ever since... COVID restrictions have really lightened up. I've had so much fun going back out again after it's taken away. It feels so much better, right? And the other thing is, is with the game time guarantee, you're always going to get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Plus, you have basketball and hockey going on right now. Baseball games I'm excited to go to in San Diego, best ballpark in America. Plus, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account. Redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I also need to tell you guys that you know this show has a lot of in-depth analysis and takes, but let me give you my hottest take of the day, which is the best lineup in L.A. right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logics. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on those to give guys the lowest rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, they've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got an auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans with these guys. You can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logic's. 
Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding area and let one of their amazing team members help you out or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com slash car. All right, David, well, we did want to incorporate some fan mail questions just because we had something come up and couldn't be here yesterday. So we do have your guys' questions and thank you to everyone who hit us up at Locked on LAC and also called in the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. We appreciate everyone. But we have a great question here because I know a lot of people are wondering kind of what we want out of this coaching search outside of Jim Harbaugh. So SSG Romano asks, if Harbaugh returns to Michigan, who is the number two target? Is it Mike Vrabel? Is it Ben Johnson? Is it Bill Belichick? Obviously, you know, it's not Bill Belichick. David, who would you go with for your second option? Obviously, in the hypothetical that Jim Harbaugh returns to Michigan. Right, exactly. That's a very important caveat because obviously Jim Harbaugh is uh, numero uno for both of us. Yeah. The the number two option for me uh, goes to who I want to marry Justin Herbert with for the foreseeable future. And that, to me, is an offensive coach. And I think the best offensive coach that is available is Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson has been absolutely spectacular. Some of the numbers he's put up the, the, this year with the Lions, to scored 30 points nine times this season, fifth in points per game, third in yards per game, third in touchdowns per game, fifth in yards per rush, and fifth in passing yards per game. So a very even approach on both the passing side and the running side has built helped build a very physical and very high quality offensive line that has protected Jared Goff and allowed Jared Goff to look like a superstar. Yeah. A lot of that is Ben Johnson. And I don't know how you can't look at that those performances that he's done, not only just one year, but for multiple years, and not want to see that paired up with Justin Herbert and his unique arm talent and his superior ability. I think that would be a great marriage. And you don't have to worry about playing the offensive coordinator carousel every single year, having to switch out coaches to have to try to learn new offenses. Yeah. It's just not a great thing. So you bring some continuity with the offensive play caller also being the head coach. Yeah, with this, you get you know that Justin Herbert's going to be in the same offense and you give him a chance to grow for like at least three seasons because you know Ben Johnson's the guy calling the plays. And listen, he's number two for me too, but for those of you that are just ruling out first-time head coaches, I understand it, right? Like I understand and seeing what the last three have done and knowing, hey, the Chargers need someone with experience. And I think in most cases, I, I totally agree with that, right? But like to me, with the way the NFL is growing or going and also the fact that like, so few defensive coaches are really out there now. Like, that's just not where it's going. Like, the last Super Bowl team that had a defensive head coach that wasn't Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, his defensive coach, right, but has also the greatest quarterback of all time, was right. 2014 when Pete Carroll did it with the Seahawks, right? Like, that's the last time a defensive yeah, coach years, that people. didn't have Tom Brady throwing the football for them won the Super Bowl. Like, this is just the way it's going. If I have a chance to give Justin Herbert his Kyle Shanahan, his Sean McVay, his Mike McDaniel, right? That I feel I can fully optimize what this offense is. I think, yeah, you're playing to your strengths and you're getting someone that you have the best chance to maximize Justin Herbert with. Like he is probably the best person in this entire cycle, John Harbaugh included, to get the most out of Justin Herbert. And I totally understand, like Jim Harbaugh is an offensive guy. He can build a staff. I totally oh, agree yeah. with that. And you get the best of both worlds with him, right? If I'm not going to get the best of both ro worlds, I'm going to lean offense, right? It's close between him and Vrabel for me because I like Vrabel a lot and I feel yeah. like Vrabel gets the most out of his teams. And I think that's huge, a huge accomplishment and he did that a lot in Tennessee. But to me, if I have a chance to just say, okay, what does Justin Herbert look like in his ultimate form 
I'm going to take that chance, and I'm going to take a chance of an offense I've watched a lot of and I know is a very, very good offense schematically and see what Justin Herbert can do with that when he's not throwing into, you know, tiny, tiny windows on every throw. Like, get him someone that can scheme people open. That is my biggest thing. I want to see Super Saiyan Justin, and yeah. we haven't seen that yet. That's, no, that's it always feels like there's more. It always feels like exactly. we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. I don't think we'd feel that way if we saw Ben Johnson. Like, I just don't. And I totally understand those that want someone who has head coaching experience. I totally I get, it, get it. I think it's a preference thing. For me, I'm going to lean offense if it's not Jim Harbaugh. That's just the Same. way I would go. But we do have more great questions. This one comes from Edgar S. who asks, can you guys go into detail about the block the Chargers made against the Giants coach for Coach Ryan Ficken? Does the team now require to do something for the coach after this move, such as a pay raise? So, there's nothing in the rules that says he has to get a pay raise, although they should give him a pay raise anyways. But, David, I mean, I think the main thing here is just the Chargers showing you how important they think Ryan Ficken is and trying to keep him around no matter who the next head coach general manager is if they can. Absolutely. Basically, the rule is if another team is requesting one of your coordinators, offense, defense, or special teams, to interview for the same position on their football team, that team that they are currently employing has the right to block that interview request. That is exactly what the Chargers did. So unless Ryan Ficken was going for a head coaching opportunity, uh, then... They can't stop you from moving up. They can only block lateral moves. Exactly. But the Chargers know, thankfully, how great Ryan Ficken is. What he has done with this special teams unit in two years is quite frankly, uh, uh, almost an aberration. Like, it's almost hard to put into words how bad the Chargers special teams unit was before he showed up. And he completely overhauled the entire unit. Like, this unit is, like, a perfect operation. Like, it's, there's, they don't, they very rarely ever get any penalties. They have fantastic punting. They have great punt returns. They have very good punt blocking, kick blocking. They don't, allow big plays on special teams really at all like it's been a true revelation to watch what ryan ficken has done with the Chargers special teams unit and they know that they have something special in him and they have to keep him in the building yeah i think he's one of the best special teams coaches in the nfl bar none he should get a pay raise help darius davis get a players all pro award this year from his peers and i'm glad the Chargers are going out of their way to keep him right you can't I mean, if you think about it, the Chargers also got blocked when Brandon Staley first took over from taking in Mike McDaniel as their offensive coordinator from the 49ers and Kevin O'Connell, two guys who are now head coaches. So you right. can block those lateral moves right. if, you know, like, and that's why it's like, hey, if they gave him the assistant head coach or some other title, you can get away with it like that. But for the most part, you can block those lateral moves. Let's get into this one real quick from Daniel Toralvo. Hi, guys. Love the show. I've been listening for a couple years from Denmark. My question is, with Corey Lindsley properly heading for retirement, wouldn't it make sense to try to keep him as an O-line coach slash assistant if health permits him to? And from what we hear, health will permit him to do that. Like, it's just football, which is an extremely unnatural kind of aggressively barbaric sport. You can't do that. He can do normal life things, at least according to him. What do you think about that, David? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Corey, Corey wants to do it, he absolutely can do it. He's a very, very, he was a very smart football player, uh, excellent feel for the game. He really understood defenses and under, understood how to set protections. I think he'd be yeah. an amazing coach. Although, personally, I mean, Corey's got a beautiful family. He's got four kids that are, are very young. So I feel like he's probably going to want to spend time with his children. I mean, I don't know anything outside. That's just my personal feelings on the matter. If he wanted to do it, he absolutely could, and he'd be a great coach. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not as simple as that, right? Like, and I think there'll be some people out there like, okay, well, Corey Lindsley was around and the Chargers offensive line was still pretty terrible, right? And that's true. But like, 
But being he around part and of the being problem. a coach is not the same thing. So, like, I think you'd probably need some seasoning, right? Like, he wasn't has never been in that official capacity. So, I think you'd have to probably hire him on as, like, an offensive assistant, an assistant offensive yeah. line assistant, something like those things. Go to coaching camps, figure out how to teach, right, as opposed to do, which is different. But right. we all saw how much he elevated the play of those around him. I think he could be an incredible coach if he wants to do that. And I mean, even the fact that he's gotten the diagnosis that he has and he's still waiting to get another check in six months, even though he knows kind of how dire it is and how, how unlikely it is, shows you how much he loves the game, right? So yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point, plus, you know, it's a lot of kids to feed. You, you got to keep the income coming, right? He's made a lot of money, but you got to keep it coming in. So I would love Corey Lindsay to stick around in some capacity and whatever that looks like. I'd be happy with it because he's obviously a cerebral dude. Great coaches, great players don't always make great coaches, right? But like, I feel like it's kind of like a catcher in baseball where it's like centers are kind of a different position where you see the game in a different light offensively and defensively to a certain extent. But we have more to get into, including a great voicemail wondering if Malik Neighbors is there, could the Chargers still consider trading back? What is the right move? That is a really tough one. We're going to get into that and also how the Chargers can address Corey Lindsley's center position now that he's gone and maybe a reunion with former tight end Hunter Henry coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys that I know we come here to talk sports and escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And this is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone in my family got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed at a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular price. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. All right, David, we have more fan mail questions to get into on this fan mail Friday, as it turns out. And we appreciate everyone making your first us your first listen. And you know what it is. It's locked on. It's your team every day, even though we weren't here yesterday. But, you know, pretty much every single day we're here, Monday through Friday. So make sure you guys continue rocking with us throughout the offseason, because not only we have shows for breaking news, like who the next head coach is going to be and all the big hires and things like that that are to come, but also everything from here to free agency, to the draft, to training camp, you will always catch us here five days a week. So thank you guys for checking out today's show. Let's get into these fan mail questions, David, because we do have actually a good voicemail here that I want to get to from Matt, who asked a very, very tough question about the draft. What's up, guys? This is uh, Matt. Not the season I was looking forward to last year. But I feel like this team has a lot of holes in the roster and on both sides. I feel like we have to have no choice to draft down to get more draft picks to help this roster. Do you think it's a good idea to trade down instead of grabbing a firepower wide receiver at the highest overall pick? Let me know what you guys think. Thank you guys. Both up, baby. So to me, this is kind of Malik neighbor specific just because he's the most likely, you know, explosive wide receiver that's going to be there. And I think this is really, really tough, David, because, I think you could be right in both instances. So where where would you go with this? Yeah, I mean, obviously right now, you know that the Chargers have a lot of holes. Yeah. But I really love the idea of pairing Justin Herbert with a really twitchy wide receiver that gets tons of separation. And I don't yeah. think we really have had the opportunity to see that quite yet. And 
who knows when the Chargers will ever be a top, you know, picking in the top five picks again if they get the right head coach and they get the right general manager. Sure. They may never have this opportunity again. So, and hey, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things will change between now and then. But as of right now, I'm leaning towards giving Justin Herbert that twitchy separator that we all kind of dreamt of. Yeah, like I think, you know, Keenan Allen, obviously one of the best separators in the league in his time for sure. Right. But it's just different with Malik Neighbors as far as just the easy speed, the acceleration, the, you know, explosive ability to house call anytime, right? Like he just yes. has that. And I think that if you're the Chargers and you think that he's the next Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill, obviously he's a different receiver than those guys. But right. if you have that chance to give Justin Herbert that pairing for the next five years while that player is at a really reasonable price considering what wide receivers are making nowadays, I think you have to do it. Like, I think you have to, because I, I don't know that, you know, if you trade down and get an extra third round pick, like, you know, whatever it is, maybe you get an extra second round pick, right? Maybe you get yeah. a, a third and a fifth, maybe, you know, and you can try to fill a couple more. Like, I don't think this team is one draft away from fixing it, right? Like, you're going to go have to fill some holes with cheap veterans and things like that, no matter what, even with the draft picks. I right. like getting more draft picks. I think you it, it, you really could be right on both sides of this because I think it's a good argument. Hey, you have holes, try to fill them. But if you're passing up on a potential, you know, not can't miss, but like one of the blue chip would have been the first receiver in the last probably two or three draft classes type of a player, like I think you have to take that guy and, and pair him with Justin Herbert and give him his version of all of those other guys and what those other wide receivers have been able to take those quarterbacks levels to right because all those guys have taken their game to the next level in large part because of the elite receivers around absolutely them. So let's get to this next question here from spensai who asks if we don't get bowers in round one can we bring hunter henry home feel like he would be a cheap after he would be cheap after low production years in new england probably not his fault instant chemistry back with justin herbert if he signed with us what do you think about this yeah, I mean, I really liked Hunter Henry when the Chargers drafted him. I thought he was a more complete tight end, pretty smooth route runner, strong hands, pretty good blocker. Felt like he, you know, he had a, a pretty good package, and you know, he had some pretty productive years with the Chargers. But then he went to New England and, and signed a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal, making twelve point five million dollars per season. So, yeah. you know, he's not thirty years old yet. So. I just think it's hard to expect the Chargers with all of their cap issues right now to throw that much money at a tight end. Because, yeah, I mean, you may think that he, he will request or require less money, but we're probably still talking about 7 to $8 million per season, more than likely, if he does take a pay cut. Because, you know, that's just, you know, what, what I think it's going to be. But I, I don't think it's going to be the right time. I think that ship has kind of sailed. I don't think that pairing is uh, meant to be a reunion. So I think that one thing is you don't really know if there's any resentment over how things ended here before. Obviously, it's going to be right. a new general manager, right? So it's like, hey, if he's mad at Tom Telesco, that shouldn't fall him. I right. mean, he's still a passable run blocker, still has great hands, still a yeah. good receiving option, a solid option. And I do think that lack of production and also what the dried up tight end market has looked like over the last couple of years, like, I don't know what that contract's going to look like. If it's low enough and it makes sense, I'd be happy with it. I think you could do much worse as far as like a Band-Aid, assuming you don't get someone you feel really good about this year, right? Like yeah, if Gerald Everett was a Band-Aid, Hunter Henry yeah. has a Band-Aid and a chance to recoup some of his value on a one-year deal playing with Justin Herbert. I don't hate that. I never really felt like things clicked between him and Justin Herbert. I do yeah. think there will be some, you know, familiarity there, and I think that helps. And, and like even 
with those seasons that he put up or the season he had with Justin Herbert is still a very, very respectable, solid season. And yeah. I think he could probably put up something close to that even this year. So I like Hunter Henry. I'd be happy if the price came. I think it is. Could be unrealistic, depending on what the cap situation is. But I think they could do a lot worse for Band-Aids than him. Let's get to this last question here from Manny Ramirez. We talked about Corey Lindsley retiring and potentially coaching. But he asked, are the Chargers going to draft a center or look for one in free agency? What do you think? Yeah, I think this is, a, this is a really easy one for me. They're going to look to address this one in the draft, and I think very high in the draft. Uh, I mean, I think if they have the chance at, at getting, you know, you know, Jackson Powers, who is, you know, the consensus number one center in the draft, I would love that pairing. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the, the ultimate way that they're going to go about addressing that position. Yeah, there's only one Jackson Powers Johnson, though, right? And as we saw last year with the tight ends, like they still should have taken one, but we saw a lot of good tight ends go right before the Chargers were draft, right? And yeah. it kind of happened like that all day. So you don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could look to free agency, but you don't have a lot of money to spend, right? Like Miami's Connor Williams is going to be a free agent. And he's been a really good center for them. You won't be able to get in that tax bracket of being able to put a competitive offer together there, right? And I think... You have to kind of go with one in the draft because you don't have a lot of options. I know Douglas Scott on Twitter asked me, hey, you know, could Zion Johnson play center? Sure, you could try it, right? Like, obviously, it hasn't worked out so far at guard, and I think there's still some potential there. But, like, yeah, but I think the problem is, is, like, you can't go in with that being option A, right? right. Like, that has to be option B or C, right. something you can test out. And it just opens up another hole on the offensive line, right? Like, Jordan McFadden up and down two games for him. Like, it's not enough to sell you on him being the starter right. going forward. Yeah, I think you have to draft one, and, and if it's one of those other things where it's like it feels like there's a lot of positions this team has to draft at the top of the draft. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here with us on Monday because we're going over our GM wish list and doing the pros and cons of some of the biggest GMs that are on the market as the Chargers still have not filled that void and obviously might wait for someone like Jim Harbaugh's input on that, someone he could get along with. So we're going to come over, go over some of the top options on Monday to make sure you don't miss it. Go follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And also, you can find us every day on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel as well. Make sure you subscribe there. You can also find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC, on our Instagram at Lockdown Chargers, and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to hit us up on the voicemail line, you can do that at 323-524-7924, a tier. I don't know if there's any Michigan first-round picks that work out for the Chargers. We will get in one of your questions soon, though. I appreciate you calling in. I love you. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you're getting here on Monday for our GM search as we go over our GM wish list and talk about some of the guys we like the most. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.